to the Fit to Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us as we bring you meaningful, helpful, and accurate information. And remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Right now, you're listening to one of our guest episodes during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with the people who are fit to talk about it. Yes, we do. And if you like what we do, please leave us a review or on Spotify, click that follow button. Also, Fit to Perform is available now. That is online coaching provided by us. So that can happen right now. Sound the klaxons! <laughs> I can't make a klaxon noise. I wish uh, I could. I, I'm grateful he can't. Yeah. No, get involved. <laughs> get involved. That's it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Let's move on. We have an incredible guest for you today. Yes, we do. We yeah. do have an incredible guest. Let me tell you about our incredible guest. So today's guest was most recently unleashing his inner rock god around the UK as Dewey Finn in School of Rock. His previous credits include two appearances in Doctors as two different characters. And Going Out West, which he also wrote, uh, according to Spotlight, he is skilled at archery, football, rugby, snooker, table tennis. Plus, he's also highly skilled at cricket. No rest for the wicket, I suppose. Oh, oh it's the legendary Jake Shaw. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? Can I get my agent on the phone? Yeah. I don't know. We'll let our first guest leave because it's, of an intro. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's now my goal. Sorry, I want to make. Gone, I'm gone. If you do stand up and storm out, that is really great content for us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely stage that. I'll have to get close to the camera. I'll knock it over. I'll get sued. It's just, oh, I'd rather see it out. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. No, yeah, that makes sense. That Although makes sense. I do love a dad joke, and that was that was fantastic. It was. It was very good. That you're, was good. You're welcome. I worked hard on that. Actually, it was next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. also devastated that I haven't checked my spotlight in so long. The archery, archery. I think I've only been one time, and I reckon I was nine. Okay. But I seem to remember being really good. <laughs> so um, one time you're like, yeah, now that ever put that on, that is a that was a a drunken edit, I reckon. So that's a that's a hit you up for Rings of Power next season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. No, I mean I could definitely make it look good. Yeah. On camera. Do you wanna give sure. us a do you wanna give us a demo? Yeah. Well I mean it's Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, and I'm not going to let go. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, dangerous. <laughs> Do you know what? I know you couldn't see that because it was just... Uh, we could see it. We could see it. <laughs> but my God, I would cast him. Yeah, and I actually used the right eye there as well because for a second I thought, which eye should you use? But I remembered from being nine that you used this one. What, the one closest to the arrow? Yeah. We call it the barrel. <laughs> 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 in the archery world. Yeah, me and the archers, we call it the, the barrel. <laughs> if you ever get a job on the archers, I will be very, very yeah, happy. Maybe that's what I meant, that I was interested in being on the archers or in just anything to do with Robin Hood. Yeah. Then you're fine. Or a mashup of the two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or anything that pays well. Or anything. If there's money in it, I'll, yeah, be, yeah, I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, if Amazon yes. are... Providing the dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm highly skilled at archery if Amazon are asking. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. get me a star on that. <laughs> so we should start off at the very beginning, right? That's the... Pre-archery. Pre-archery. Those pre-archery days. Archery skills was nine. <laughs> but, like, where does the... Okay, there's a book. There's the Jake, Jake Sharp autobiography. Where does it start? Chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's now... Very famous book. Um, <laughs> it started. Where did it start? Well, my mom and dad, obviously, they they loved each other. They wanted to express their love. Um, <laughs> How do people do that? Jake? Yeah, um, <laughs> coitally. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I was, and then they wanted the child, and um, that was me. 
And then they wanted a better one, so they had my brother. <laughs> um, uh, it all started in the Midlands. Um, in kind of, I, li- I actually listened to Sam Robinson's one, and he uh, of your your lovely podcast, and he kind of said a similar thing. It's one of those things. I don't know why, but in the Midlands, we all say where we're from, but never accurately say where we're from. Yeah. And then kind of have this really. Uh, the other day, I was in Loch Lomond, Clang, and, uh, and, <laughs> and this guy was like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Wolverhampton." He was like, "Whereabouts?" And I'm like. Litchfield and he's like where about us <laughs> Cannock yeah. I used to drive the bus- buses in Cannock <laughs> so, but it's this nice like whittling down that you like yeah. to see it's mm. almost like a Tinder date where yes. you're like whittling away <laughs> nice. to see yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly but anyway I'm from a place called Cannock Wood it's a little village it's very nice Castle Ring it's quite famous what for? Dogging. <laughs> um, good, uh, good to know. Yeah, I'll take that. That's how I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. On, on the forums. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, if I've you, seen quite a lot of it. Most of it in the dark, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, like just headlights. Yeah. yeah if, if I lower my voice, you might recognise. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I did. It's mostly from behind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm from there and uh, from an, a lovely, lovely family. We all got on very well. My brother's a performer. Cameron Sharp, he's much, much better than I am <laughs> and will ever be. Um, and, you know, it was just a kind of a pretty normal upbringing of... I, I always think when you listen to podcasts and, you know, and you've got people and they say that mine was just very nice. I had a very nice upbringing. It was lovely, lovely place to be brought up and, um, and my family have always been excellent and kind of very supportive of everything we do, um, which this wasn't what I ever wanted to do, but it's what my brother always wanted to do. Um, and just had a yeah really kind of a lovely a lovely old time of of uh, being allowed to you know be whoever we wanted to be which is really boring on a podcast isn't it but it's kind of also nice to hear I guess sometimes I think so I yeah. think you said two like really fascinating things in there for me well the first one was that you said that's a really normal upbringing and whilst it sounds like quite drama free I'd suggest that that's not yeah, normal right. yeah you're yeah right yeah, yeah. I say normal yeah you're totally right it's normal in that kind of. Uh, yeah, normal is the wrong word because it's. I don't think it is normal. Yeah, and having been I, like I was a teacher for a few years and and know that it isn't normal. But, yeah. But at the time, felt very normal and felt just. What I mean, I guess, is kind of just it hadn't got that much drama involved. And yeah. Had, there was obviously there's been other things and you know it's not been like drama free of my life. But but those kind of when I look back on on those days and when I speak to friends, I always feel very very lucky that we had to, just a, a nice you know a nice old time and um. And yeah, it's uh, it's something that probably you know if I ever get the success that I would like, I'll you know I'll make some stories up about it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really like tuned in on a couple of like things that were need to be amplified. <laughs> for, for, for I took drugs for yeah. a long period of time. It was oh, calcol, yeah. but yeah. nobody knows. Oh, addicted oh, to the banana one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> banana was banging. Was Did you so like? Good. I hated the banana oh, one. The strawberry one, one was the best. We all uh, agreed. The OG. I see. I loved the banana. Did, oh. Yeah, the banana one. I loved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just felt a bit more exotic. The banana one, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, maybe a summer summer version. It felt a bit more gross. It didn't. Yeah. It wasn't nice. Sorry, Bobby. I, I still think that's the one. They it's just my opinion. It. Yeah, no, just my opinion. just make it like that now. Yeah, you're right. So much better than. Well, it probably wouldn't. Would it? It'd be much easier to, you know. Yeah, you're just fueling just, that addiction. You're yeah. Just, yeah. 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 How do we how do we make the drugs worse? Yeah. I'll have two flat whites and two banana couples, please. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great. Imagine it's like heroin was like <laughs> banana flavour. <laughs> I can tell you now it is. Yeah. 
It's whatever flavour you want. Because my chocolate makes it straight to a point. It's exactly it. It's whatever you want it to do. Once you take it, fine. Anyway, off that note, it seems, it seems awfully convincing that um, I'm worried people will believe us. Uh, the other thing you said was that this was a sort of life that you weren't after and that your brother did. Can you tell us a bit more about that? That was, that was a fascinating thing. Yeah, so he is Cameron Sharp. And he is fantastic at musical theatre. He's a fantastic singer. He's a fantastic actor. He's all round just built for this, the musical theatre world. And everything else. I mean, just his voice alone is just, I think, is, you know, unbelievable. And and he's he's got the work ethic. He's got everything. He's, just, he's wanted to do it since he was very young. And it was kind of always his thing. And I don't know if it was because we were, you know, I'm, I'm four years older than him. And it didn't enter my world at all I mean it entered my world because of him doing it so we'd go and watch him you know I mean, he was in Oliver or something when he was I say or something he was definitely in Oliver <laughs> uh, Bad, yeah, right. already you know he'll be like or something um, but he um, he was in that when he was oh, seven or eight or whatever and, and me go and see it and, we, and I'd go to rehearsals and I'd go to all of it and like I was involved enough from a distance like I enjoyed watching it and and I would kind of pretend I didn't enjoy it and you know and then and then like my mom always says that like the the he was in Oliver and like the, the closing night like it finished and they all did their bow and then I cried and I was like 11 and then I was like I'd smack my I said I'd hit my head on the seat and you know all that kind of classic and but clearly it's just because I really loved it but I didn't really realize that I loved it I I just um I loved it from afar I suppose it didn't it didn't enter my realm that I would ever do it and I was very shy and very uh, kind of would much rather be at home would much rather be in comfort would much rather be and I still am a little bit like that but would much rather be hidden away and you know um, again my mum always says because I'm clearly now I'm very it doesn't bother me at all being in front of a lot of people or in, in any environment like that but you know if we were, if we were at like McDonald's and we were sat at the time we were like oh can we have a you know a pudding or whatever or something you know and, and it, I would never go and get it like it would always be she would like challenge me and be like yeah you can have it but you've got to go and ask for it you know and I would never do it and Cam would be like there doing it and you know probably singing it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and probably doing a third above at the same time so yeah. like, um, but um, and so and it just was not my thing not at all for the whole of my teens I didn't do drama I didn't have any interest in it I had friends who did drama I wasn't a, like my school life was kind of high school life was creative like I did art and I was in a band and I kind of all these things but but drama didn't appeal and it wasn't because I was like oh drama or any kind of it just my friends who did drama did it because it was a dos and 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 they would do it to like kind of hide away and I had like I wouldn't even go and see them in the play like nothing no interest at all until 24 I guess 25 and then just just yeah and then and then realized I went and joined an Amdram that my brother was doing like an Amdram company and and I knew them all because I go in by that point he was 20 so we'd have like the same group of friends and like you know Sam and all that he'd been Sam Robinson he'd been doing it for, for years like they'd, they'd been doing they did youth theatre all the way through together and 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 lots of you know Josh Dowen and people that have been in the biz and are, and are in the biz or whatever and so I kind of knew them all and then I would be at the after show party I'd be there and then people would be like oh your brother's good fun and all that and then I was like you know what I'm going to join and, and I joined because I fancied someone and then I was like you know that's a good way and then, 100%. And, then and, I, and I went and I remember like still like my family say it was like the most nervous they've ever been was like me going into audition to sing and and, and I sung um, 
Michael Bublé everything. Uh, <laughs> Tune. You know. Um, You're a falling uh, star. I, nice. I did actually perform it for Laura the other day because it came on the radio. Yeah. She, she left. <laughs> Me. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's sorry, sorry. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then, and then, and then just joined the Amdram and realised that I was just fantastic at it <laughs> I, just, I loved it I loved it just, it's just ever since it's kind of become to the point where at the time I remember fr- having friends that were I was going out with a girl at the time um, this was a separate from when I found someone but like I'd been she just couldn't comprehend that I would be the type of person that I was and then also go and do Amdram Musical Theatre mm. she was like you're lying to yourself there's something in there that you're lying about she was like you can't have like your friends who are like very much like rockers kind of stone kind of feel you know of, and we would just be going to gigs and we'd be and it would be a whole different world and, and that's the world not for podcasts but like and then, and then at the same time we'd have you know friends that were doing musical theatre that were a completely different you know crowd mm. and she was like you're just you, you must be lying to yourself this, you're you're pretending to be someone that you're not or whatever we, in one of these and I was like I'm definitely not yeah um, that's so annoying yeah it is like, so like, annoying it is so annoying but actually I mean it, at the time it was really kind of frustrating but I could see where she was coming from because she's from she'd had no exposure to anything other than her thing and, and I guess that's what school does, doesn't it? Where it kind of, if it, depending on your experience, I had an high school experience, but some people have a, you know, where it just channels you in, further burrows you into your crowd, doesn't mm. it? Because you're you're being expelled from another group or whatever. And, and yeah. so you yeah. find your belonging and therefore you kind of can't see how the two can, everything can collide. But like Cam was very good at being, he'd do musical theatre and play rugby and, and I was very sporty and being a band. So I'd have like a real crossover of, of, of friends and, and so I could I could completely see why you were you could mix the two and and I think sometimes that it does help playing sport because I think you're with especially depending depends where you're from but you know I played a lot of cricket um, went for a pun yeah. um, and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm all out of puns I had one I got loads I'm waiting for a bulldozer moment like yeah. that'll come in it'll come in or not for six yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I. And I think when we play a lot of cricket, but you play with a lot of older people. So, you know, I'd be 14 playing in a club with people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. And so you see a bigger uh, array of people, I suppose, and, and and you mix with them, you go to the pub with them, and, and it was from a small village. So I think that helps because you start to see that you can be a multitude of people and, you know, that's wrong in itself. You can appear to be yeah, just one yeah, yeah. entity that just enjoys a range of things. And it's still to, to this day, you know, like I can still... My playlist will, or my what I'm listening to or what my my mood is just can jump massively from being at the gym listening to something really like death metally and then and then be like oh you know what I really need to get pumped up so I'm going to put on like the start of parade yeah <laughs> you know I mean? that does get you pumped oh, yeah yeah I feel you goodness me it's the most they should oh it's fantastic yeah. those drums come in you're oh, like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do some squats <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then your headphones pop out and you're like oh god <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly it's, it's death metal yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. definitely not I wanted to keep going to this I meant death parade <laughs> black parade I should have said because oh. that's my chemical romance yeah. <laughs> I did that too <laughs> we, we can make that sound great yeah, yeah. Right. It's fine. That almost, both yeah, sound yeah. great yeah, already yeah, yeah. <laughs> and scene we'll go again guys we'll yeah, yeah. Come on. Back to the top. So I wonder, you at this point you're going, right, I'm 25, joined the time drive, you're having a fantastic time. How did you get from there to going, right, I want to do this professionally? And the reason I'm asking, I think, is because 
there's this sort of concept in the industry at the moment that you have to go to drama school to be seen to get auditions and I know that's not what your route was Bobby, Bobby no. so we know that there's no. different routes available but how did that uh, how did you decide that this was what you wanted to do and then how did you go about it uh, I decided so I had I trained to be a primary school teacher mm-hmm. in my I had like a kind of after saying that I'd had a really, you know, we had a, had a really, really good childhood. And then in my teens, I had a few funny, not funny, we had like a lot of, a lot of friends die, basically. And it happened quite consi- uh, consistently. And it was a really strange thing. And it was, some of it was just accidental. And then some of it was kind of a knock on from that. So like people having mental health issues after that. And it, and it really kind of started to snowball. And it was, it was, it was a, a very, very strange kind of 10 years, 10 year period, I suppose. And so the only reason I mention that is because then I, I tr- kind of went and I worked, you know, I was, I worked for my dad as a builder for a while. And then I was like, and this is, and you know, this is all really good. And I really enjoyed it. And then I was like, but I can't just keep doing this. And, um, and went and did, you know, I, some temp work and I did like one day working for the police. And then it turned into 18 months of working for the police, like doing admin. And, and so like, and I kept kind of falling into, like I fell into that. And then I was like, I need to just do something. So I trained to be a teacher and um, that's what my mom used to do. Um, and I thought that I'd be very good at it and I thought that it would be something that would give me like consistency and it would give me you know all of that sort of stuff and, and I trained in three years in that and I went and got a job in it and I, and I was just just super depressed it just sapped the life out of me and I didn't really understand why and it, and I, I and it was just kind of because I was just wanted something to hold on to I guess some sort of reality mm. of, um, of a life or of a future because I had no idea what I wanted to do so I just thought I'll just do this and and then and then I'd started to do the Amdram kind of alongside that um, and and or afterwards. And and it just, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm sure it happens to everyone at some point where you're like, the happiness I'm getting is from this thing and not from the thing that I'm being paid to do. And, and I couldn't, I remember being quite young and saying to my dad, like, I mean, about 17 and having a bit of a, not an argument, but a heated kind of him being like, you know, I was like, I don't want a job. I don't want to work nine to five. And he was like, but people have to work nine to five. And I was like, well, I don't want to work nine to five. So I just don't believe that enough people say they don't want to do it. Mm. If they don't want to do it that much, just don't do it. You know, find a way. And I remember it being quite, I, I almost having a physical reaction to this idea of being, of doing this kind of standard kind of job. So when I started doing Amdram and I realized that all of the creativity came out and all of the other stuff and the love and the, and the kind of, I realized that I was, confident because I and I was funny and I was all the things that I kind of knew I was with my friends I just could and I could amp them up and I could and I was like oh it's just so nice to be able to do that and and so I I told my mum and dad I was like I, I think I'm gonna stop teaching I'm gonna quit the job at this school which you can't really do um and my mum burst into tears and I was like oh god and she was like it's the best decision you've ever made and I was like all right great okay so I've had that kind of affirmation that it's a um it's a good thing and then and then it kind of just people were all going to drama school and we started doing this Amdram company called Impulse and and they were it was like cameras involved and then you've got people like Amari Douglas who's now obviously up there and like um, Amy Fisher and Lauren Soley and like so um, Simbi like so many people who are now the core like all in the West End yeah. all done all this stuff we were just in this tiny little group and I'm definitely forgetting people uh, in that now and like I mean, like Evie people like so many like Josh and Sam and everyone did it and um, and it, it it they were so talented and they were all so young and they all started to just go to drama school they were all like 18 and I was like oh, I'm going to drama school <laughs> like, I'm doing these shows with you like why can't I go to drama school mm. and um, 
And so I just said to my parents, I was like, is, you know, I, I think I want to go and do it. And they remortgaged the house, like genuinely like wow. committed everything and went, yeah, go, you're in, you've got a year, you can do a, an MA. And so I applied to a couple and in high, I went to East 15, but in hindsight, I kind of just, I, I liked the idea of East 15 and I liked that it was a bit different and all of that. But, you know, if I was to do it again, I would definitely recommend, suggest to people, you know, to just, just push go for what you want to do because you never know what you know I, I in hindsight I wish I tried for like RADA or Central or whatever just because I thought it was, I didn't realise I didn't think I was going to do musical theatre at all I thought I'd be doing straight acting and um, so yeah just went like straight in straight in and, and they completely backed it and it you know touch wood it's worked out so far and it's you know it's been it's been it's been a good it's been a different way in and I still I don't know what your story is but I, I still believe that and I say this to a lot of people, like it, it just it just kind of comes at the time you need it to come, as if that's really cheesy, but like I, I find that I have the certain times where I feel uh, um I have a there's a benefit to me coming to it later and having had an a real life mm-hmm. or a normal life before. Um but there's also times where I feel very jealous of people that are in it early and and have had a career since they were young, because then I think that you have a lot more time to fail. There's a bit more pressure when you're in your, you know, your thirties to yeah, like, you're, you're like these years are going, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm getting auditions for old people. All of a sudden, you know, um, I played a dad for the first time the other day in a workshop, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, here we are. This is sad. Yeah, don't, don't you worry. I've been covering sixty-year-olds for the past like, five years. <laughs> yeah, it's so. like, I was just dogging in the understudy dogger. Yeah, that's crazy. I forgot to do something right at the start of oh, this. You did, which was our liar, liar section which uh, I oh, sort of forgot to ask yes. you to tell us a lie okay so we're going to drop that in now well that was all of that so. yeah <laughs> I'm actually from Cardiff fantastic yeah. lie I'm actually Cameron Sharp yeah <laughs> yeah Jake couldn't be bothered today so he sent Cameron in and said um, yeah so have you at some point before the end of this tried yeah, to tell yeah, a lie yeah. although you have considerably less time than anyone else now so uh, pressure's on fine. if you fail I'm that's sure on me I'm sure I'll try um, yeah so forgive us for that so that's so you went did that oh, when were you at age 15 that's the question uh, t- 2012 2013 amazing uh, that year like you know yeah because you know without a doubt the thing that is like most prominent on your CV is Dewey Finn in School of Rock yeah right? and when I'm hearing your life story it feels like the part was kind of oh, made yeah, for you yes it's ridiculous do you know what I mean like all of those experiences or being part of that band everything it's absolutely ridiculous to the point where like you know I used to when I'm doing press I'd be like I am the best method actor yeah. <laughs> you'll ever I was I was born method acting you know it's like it is it's just like it's all all happens and worked out really strange and and, and to the point where it used to, when I was doing the show, because I did it for like years, you know, but it, my dad would get really annoyed because he would come and see the show and then people would be like, oh God, Jake's made for it, isn't he? You know, he's made for it, he's born for it. He's not even, he's just being himself up there. And my dad would be like, it's so much more than, like, he's working so hard. Yeah, yeah. Would, like, dismiss it, you know. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. But it is, it's just like, it's perfect timing. I remember, I remember hearing that School of Rock was coming and it would, oh, there was going to Broadway. There was a musical about it or, you know, it was going to be like this thing and it was New Year's Eve and, um, when we were talking about it and I remember being like that is, this is my in this is my in it was before I trained or anything I was like this is my or no it wasn't sorry it was when I just finished training it was like this is my way in you know like I'm this, this I can play this part like this is going to be something that I can that I can do because I sometimes like I look back and like you say it's, it is my it's my CV it is my CV because I've done it for so long and because I've then I, I don't really fit in 
in some areas of musical theatre and um, which I like because it keep, makes it keeps you fresh when people meet you they haven't met you all, they haven't met you you're not meeting you all the time for yeah, lots yeah. of different things and but it yeah it is it is just it's such a fortunate thing that it came along at that time also the fact that the guy who played it first Dave Finn is was kind of the reason one of the reasons why I decided to train was because I went to see um, Spelling Bee at the Dunmar which I just absolutely loved and he was in it and he played this part and all of my friends who I did like Amjon with they would like take the piss and they would like kind of send me like the picture of him in the programme because I was like I am obsessed with this guy and I was like I can be him it was, I remember watching it and being like I can do that like I can do that mm. like this is I'd not seen I was like this. If, if, he, if he's allowed to do that then I can do that um, and then he got the part of Dewey Finn originally and then and, and Cam was was in the show in the original cast and and he was just like, oh my God, you are so like, you're so alike. To the point where I went to stage door once to meet Cam and the person at stage door came out and was like, ah! <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, I've just been, I've been very, very lucky. Like all of it worked exactly the same time mm. to the point where this part existed, but also the person who first played it is just like, looks a bit like me, you know, or I look yeah. like him even. It's such a positive, like, because quite often those things don't come around at the right time for people, do they? You go, well, this part is perfect for me, yet, but it was perfect for me if I was five years older yeah. and it didn't come around when I was five years older or, or, or younger or all of that kind of stuff. And so when those things align, I think sometimes it, uh, people don't realise how unlikely that is and then they go, oh, they all, all those stars align, so it just happened for you. And you're like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that easy. No, no. Like, because you, you did it in town first, right? Yeah, so I went in as like second cover. Yeah. And then went, and there was an alternate. So there was, there was the main man, the alternate first cover, second cover. Yeah. I think it was a third cover for a while. And, um, and so I went in as second cover and was just so thrilled I could say those lines in rehearsal, in like, you know, rehearsing the other kids in a way. Yeah. Just like so thrilled about it. And, and I'd like, I, because it felt so right, it didn't feel like, and because I'd come at it in a really weird way, like, you know, suddenly I was just in the West End. I didn't ever. Th- it didn't even enter my head that I would ever be in the West End. I never thought that I would be in a musical in the West End. I thought maybe I'd be in like a play that got a bit of, you know, traction or whatever, but it just, it didn't, it didn't, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous idea. And so then I was just like loving life. So I'd like be watching in the wings every night, just watching the show, just being like studying the people doing it. So that when I got like a chance to have a go, I just knew it all. And, and it, it is, again, it's something that I always say to the kids when we were doing the show, I'd be like, just, all these people, when you get a bit older, people are going to say, like, it's not kind of cool to to put the work in. And I'm always like, just watch, watch, watch. Just take it all in. Because at some point, you'll say a joke that you've stolen or you've borrowed or you've elaborated from us. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, you came up with that on the fly. And you're like, no, no, no. I remember, you know, Craig Gallivan doing that three years ago. Mm. He had a similar Ooh. thing happen. And he dealt with it really, really well. But I, at the time, I was watching it, and then I was like, "Oh, what would I have thought?" You know, all of these things. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, you're putting in all those, and yeah. And it, anyway, and it just, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was really fortunate. I, I put in a lot. There's a lot of work that went in before that of like failing on loads of things, and like what we were talking about before, and not getting the job, and getting final twos for stuff, and all of that, and and then and then got that, and just in a in a way that I think doesn't happen very often. Kind of worked up through it and got yeah, yeah. Up and 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 that's just again from watching in the wings. I think just showing that you're keen. It is interesting though. Like, is it's kind of weird at the moment that it is you are seen to be uncool if you 
put in work. If you yeah. like care about what you're doing, if you mm. enjoy, stagey. yeah, you're seen as the kind of like the bad term of stagey because you want to put in the effort, you want to make what you're doing as good as possible yeah. and you want to try and learn and like grow from being around other performers. It's weird that that's kind of it the is. attitude at the moment. I don't really understand. I, I don't it. get it either. I, I, we, I made a bit of a point when we did the tour of kind of being like, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to kind of, I'm going to try not to ever show that as in, I'm never going to, sometimes I think it's easy to kind of take the piss a bit out of what you're doing. And it is, it's a musical. It's a show. Like, it, not just it's a musical, you're just acting. Like, it, I think in the, even in a movie, you just not brain surgery. It's not brain, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, there's no reason why you can't do that the best of your ability uh, as much as you can, you yeah. know. And granted, you can't do it every single time. But, but like, and I think it, it makes a, in the, on the tour, it was uh, Rebecca Locke and and she's just obviously her CV is we're talking about mine is the one thing and like hers is like a million things and she's still the, she's exactly the same and, mm. and and I loved that I loved the fact that, you know and, and if people go on I think there's a, just a tendency to kind of you know you go on as your cover track and you're like no oh, it's it'll be fine but I'm like no you should you should be really celebrated it's so good yeah, what yeah. you've just is so cool it's such, an, yeah. such a massive deal and I don't know why you should why people have to like hide that feeling when you're with your peers and then get home and probably be like yes like yeah. that was absolutely amazing I've loved yeah. it just be sure. it's yeah. so nice because when we were doing it at Amdram or when you're doing it when you're younger like that is how it feels and and you are right it's just I think it's just a I think it's an it's a bit of an ego thing but I think it's also just a bit of a I think people would start to take the mick out of it when it's not them maybe a bit jealous or maybe whatever mm. and, and and it's just like I mean it's a bit like school isn't it you know when when you try hard I mean yeah it know, does get people, like school yeah and we used to call them like you'd say you're a Kino if you're like dead into you know doing all your work and I remember saying that to my dad and being like oh they've called me a Kino and at the time Keen was playing for the Wolves support, and he was like you say that to them and I was like yeah yeah I'm gonna be Keen for the Wolves yeah like you know just it's just all the way you look at it it's all these things you change one of the things you mentioned was like uh, that observation and I remember working on a panto it was the very first panto I did and it had an old school comic in it who was a, he was an actor his name was Granville Saxton and he'd been in the Harry Potter movies one of the death he's done everything and he came into this thing and most of the lines he said weren't in the script he wrote he rewrote everything yeah. right, he had this mm. book and in this book was every joke he'd ever heard a comic say responses to every possible interaction that could wow. come up wow. and yes there was this book but it all existed in his head and so when he was doing the audience interaction bits they were the best part of the show because there was nothing a person could say to him that he didn't have a yeah, line yeah, yeah, yeah. that was excellent and that came from he watched everyone's rehearsal he watched every moment he scenes he was in wasn't in he watched everything so that he could find and extract the best bits of it and it was just this old work ethic of like taking your job seriously mm. yeah and just and also just just a pure and utter joy in what you do like so the, the, I, I guess we kind of I was saying this to Laura the other day a little bit like with like music for example you know musicians just if you're in a band they just like die, they're constantly seeking out new music to listen to to inspire to like and they can have really specific music taste but can also love a massive range I think it's like Kurt Cobain's favourite song was um Sharana, you know, whatever. It's oh, like yeah. one of the best pop songs he said, or whatever, you know. But people were like, that's not a Nirvana sounding song, you know? Like, but 
in music you have all these things that you and, and you're allowed to and it's encouraged and in film like directors they're just their knowledge of film and their knowledge of everything and, and is so it's contained contagiously passionate and it's it's celebrated mm. but but for some reason it's like almost not it, not as cool to do that it's stagey and stagey seems like a a real um insult to like throw yeah. out and yeah. I think that's just a bit of a shame because yeah. it's just you can just just really enjoy what you do and just really like watch it all and and granted there's not going to be there's going to be some jobs that you don't you're not like that but but I just think if you go in with it into that with it that kind of mindset there's just nothing worse is there than than I think sorry I'm going on but there's there's nothing worse than when you know how much you love something and you're really proud to be there or be a part of it and someone else is belittling it because you kind of can't stand up for it then because yeah. it takes a lot for you to then go, uh, can you stop? Because you sound a bit, you know, you sound a bit yeah, You put yourself in direct thing. conflict. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think it was, I think that School of Rock really helped because obviously those kids, like, it is the best thing that's ever happened to them. Mm. They are, every single night, it is the best thing that's ever happened to them. And so... That, that's contagious in itself you know you're, you're literally around them and if you're bringing down their energy then like I mean you're a real Grinch then aren't you, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're kind of mocking their passion for it then yeah. then you know I mean it's fun to do but <laughs> yeah just do it for the lols like, yeah. that's it now uh, obviously to be fair that part is like is the show right the kids are obviously there the whole time there's a whole but but like I don't know if there are how many scenes there are that he's not in but you when I watched it he's certainly on stage for the majority of the thing it looks exhausting yeah. it's such an insane high energy marathon beast of a sing beast of a performance physical madness every, everything put in how the hell do you prepare for that? Yeah, it's it's the first. So right, the first time that I went on as Mike as 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 a cover, the first time I went on was a I'd done a run of it and I'd done all of that and I'd done it in rehearsals and it's and each song each one individually is a monster is a killer and then you realise that like back to back you're starting the show while before like you know, I used to say this to Laura because Laura you know my partner did it in the West End and, and before she came on stage I'd done Mount Rock which is like an eight minute yeah. Like you're running around doing knee slides and jumping off things and you're on like this thing that spins and there's a revolve and you're like and then and then she'd walk on stage and you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like and then she'd go, and I'd be like I know for a fact that you're eating lasagna yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway the first time I did it as, a, as it in, in, in its entirety I got to the it was a matinee it was a Saturday matinee and my legs because of the adrenaline because of the highs because you're keeping the everything my, my legs were just gone they were like I've never experienced anything like it you know pure mm. after like leg day weakness but it was like there was just they were like ghosts there was nothing there and it just so <laughs> happened that on that day there was Dave Finn and Gary Trainer who were the two like OGs they um it, it was some. It was something. There was a. It was their birthday. It was someone's birthday. Whatever. And they were like Dave texting. He was like, "I just heard you've been on. We're in town. Do you want to come and meet up?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, brilliant!" And I went across. And it was so nice. And we went out for drinks. And like, I went in, and they like embraced me, like, uh, like a, uh, like we'd been through the same. You know, like we just come back from war, basically. Yeah. And and they like took me to one side. They were so nice, and they took me to one side, and they were like, you know, at what point did your legs? At what point were you? flagging at what point did you find that your brain went like it was like everyone's got a different one is it mm. stick it is it 
you're in the band? Is it the finale because you know you can do all of these things? And it was just, it was, it was a real moment because I was like, oh, it is that hard. It is that hard. Mm, yeah. I found it that hard, and it is that hard. Fantastic. And Dave and Craig, who was um, he was a dude when I joined, they were both been. They were both like unbelievable to me, like really, really kind and really kind of walked me through it. And I would be able to go to them and be like, this is tough, right? And they'd be like, it's really fucking tough. No yeah. one is going to appreciate yeah. how tough this is. But when I did it in town, I just wasn't ready for it. And I became, and I eventually became the alternate and I really struggled with the sing and I struggled with the, the prep side of it. I struggled with the like recovery. It's just, it's the amount of liquid you lose. Because there's also the thing on top of all of what you're saying, which is mental, is like, you've also got to be a bigger guy. You're also wearing cord trousers, lambs wool, a lambs wool um, jumper and a corduroy jacket, as well as knee pads. Ooh. Like, you, I mean, it was, it was outrageous. Perfect. Like, yeah, horrible. With yeah. the lights on and you're nervous and adrenaline fueled and I'm a sweaty person anyway. Yeah. So, like... It was, it was more trying to get anything in back in, any liquid. And I didn't, I didn't understand. I was always like, you know, I'm an actor. We go for pints afterwards. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, I just, yeah. And so I kind of got through town and, and occasionally would fail and occasionally would have really terrible months where my voice would be te- awful. And, and I could never quite... I used to get a little bit annoyed that I couldn't do it and I didn't feel that I was being... that I'd been prepped to do it. But actually, I just don't think that anyone really knew how knows how to prep you for that kind of thing. Which then, when I went on tour, I I knew what I was getting into, and then had a great time because then yeah. you can prep for it. Yeah. Then you can prep for your recovery. Then you can prep what you're eating, when you're eating. You know what you you know kind of where you can hold off, where you can get water in, where you can get electrolytes in, where you can you know decompress for me like massages are mass like they really really work whereas mm. for other people they don't you know like that's a big one for me and then and you know and companies are like you can go to physio and i'm like i don't need physio i need a massage i need to just i need my i need to stop being so tense because you're always talking to these kids so you're in like a squat position the whole time so you just lock into this <laughs> yeah. position um so yeah it's i have a big thing about musical theater especially musical but theater in general but musical theater that i think that you should be treated like athletes it should be the same thing you should be constantly you know if a footballer goes off because they're injured no one in the crowd is is giving it you're, you're subbed no one in the crowd is like is, is booing he yeah. should have carried on yeah, yeah exactly he should have, um. none of the touchline are going like or even if you see a player go like ooh I've got a slight problem in my hand like get him know, off yeah, yeah. Like, get him off get yeah. him off like look after him don't make it worse don't make it worse that's the Whereas thing don't instead make it you're given like could you get through to the end and you're like well yeah I mean I'm, I can taste blood in my mouth but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could get yeah. through yeah. to the end yeah. swallowing like, razor blades yeah, but okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I will I will uh, I've been stabbed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm bleeding profusely that, on the floor the theatre is on fire that's not a joke but that did happen to me oh really yeah like a piece of sheet metal came down from a thing I was doing stunt from and it stabbed me in the back and we're talking like two inches into the meat of my back. And at the time I was, I had some muscle. So it luckily didn't go through anything other than muscle. But obviously I was wearing like a white vest and white shirt in this show. And the entire thing is covered in blood. And I got through it and they're like, if we change your costume, can you get through act two? And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <what>? like, <laughs> is that the best decision? Yeah, yeah, Has yeah, anyone yeah, got a staple gun? Come like, on, like. like, I feel like we should do something about this hole in my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got through the show and then went to hospital. You're like it's fantastic, lovely, yeah, nice. it's craziness. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, that that reminds me, like the, what you said about 
like that handover, meeting other people who've played a part. And I don't know if uh, you've probably experienced this too, mm. right? But that show that I'm speaking about, comedy about a bank robbery, right? It was the mischief guys that did it originally. And the part I took over was to this day, the most physical thing I've ever done in my life. Like without a doubt, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And on that sort of handover period where the original guy, I was taking over from him, I went into the dressing room on that first night and there was a package from him that had stuff that was relevant and required to deal with what would what would happen yeah, yeah, yeah. and a little note basically saying this stuff being like no one will understand what you go through in that box on that shelf and under that under that bed because I had to like contort myself into this box I couldn't breathe in and there was no air and you'd be in there for like seven minutes and like all this crazy stuff and then come out and do like a mega burpee up onto a show all this crazy shit and it's just like as you described there's I think there's five people who've played that part they're the only people who know what that's like yeah. to do over and over again. Yeah, and I, yeah. weirdly, I think understudying it is harder in one sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you have no stamina and you don't know where the brakes oh. are and you can't find out. So like that that experience sure. in town is... It's always just adrenaline as well. Like when you recover, the first time, you, anytime you go on, it's just pure adrenaline. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, who's like been in every show in the West End, every original cast, Andy, Andy Spillett, and he's an absolute mm. legend. Yeah, yeah, he's an older yeah. guy and he's funniest guy ever and, and, and he I remember him saying to me he was like he was like when, when I first went on he was like all you're going to do is you, all your job is is to put out fires that's all your job is today he was like just put out fires every little fire you start by yeah. making a slight mistake if you can put that fire out before it becomes a big fire you know then you're, that's what your job is and then he was like and eventually you're going to find your way your place to being you know able to just enjoy it and to do it and and, and I think that we all, you know, there's a pressure on when you recover, isn't there? And especially in a, when it's a part that's like a, a bit of an iconic, you know, yeah. that, that everyone, you know, goes and watches and everyone's like, oh, they're doing so well. Or on the tannoy, they're like, oh, they don't sound as, it doesn't sound like the audience, you know, and all that, you know, there's all of that that comes with it. And and I think that it is way, way harder as a cover, always way mm. harder as a cover, because you, you are kind of expected to be have the stamina of the person who's doing it like you say every every night or whatever and and it, it's just impossible it's not it's, it's not possible you can't hit no, that yeah. running you can't especially when you're given you know like what a dress running I think I got a dress run luckily I was rehearsing new kids in but I think I got a dress run in like uh, October and then was on in the January and that was a pretty short amount of time yeah. there's other people who were doing like you know full year and then they're like oh you're on and you're like I literally don't even know what, what accent do I use yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do I face like, I haven't been on stage in quite a long time I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't we remember yeah. <laughs> like, so how did you then find out like what you needed to do like you obviously go now you're speaking for a place of experience with this you go oh I worked out when I needed water how much water I need and electrolytes and all that stuff did you just work that out through trial and error or how did you prep for taking over this role so I uh, asking other people was really good Dave was very very good because he was similar to me that he came from an acting point of view and vocally that was the thing he had to kind of work on so that was he was a really useful one because like for example I think his his first night the, the, the opening of the whole show I think he had to not do because his voice was wrecked from tech or whatever and so he was a really good one to go to because he would be like a, a good defender of it you know of be, a defender of, of how difficult it is mm. the, the, the other side was that Craig was so so lovely and so good and such like the best I was the alternate to him and an absolute legend but he is invincible like invincible and so I thought that that's just what I would be like mm. you know he he I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, you know, I mean, he's like, 
he like four cans of Strongbow on the train home, Invincible. Like he would turn up to work with no bag, no water or anything, flip-flop shorts, just be like, all right. And I'd be like a bag full of every bit of medication, protein yeah. bar, all of this, you know, like really ready to go. And he'd be like, all right. I just want to say that Laura... <laughs> I mean, Laura's exactly the same. It's the same. I'd get into the woods with her and <laughs> we would go for the same nights out and her voice would sound the same. She's My I mean, voice did she's, not. It was her and Craig at the same time. So, oh. And I was the alternate. So I was the one who was like jumping in between, you know, and, and she'd be she came up to me once at warm up and like bearing in mind at that point I would be warming up wrongly from 9am you know yeah, I would yeah, yeah. I would wake up at 9am for an evening show and be like oh god oh god oh god oh god the whole day trying it's to get not there. it's not there it's not there guys why is it not there I'm like yeah because you A you had a drink last night because you hadn't realised you couldn't drink at that point you know <laughs> she came up to me once on stage I warm up and she looked like terrified and I was like you right and she was like oh my god I think and I was like, oh, she's going to have to go off. She's like, I think I'm going to have to do a warm-up. She was being super serious. And I was like, I hate you, I hate you. I didn't talk to you for the whole show. I was like, I hate you, I'm not talking to you for the whole show. Like, we were on stage together and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not I'm not dealing with you in the wings. Like, this is, I'm livid. And then she'd be like, oh, God, no, my voice is all right. And I'm like, yeah, your voice is grand. She was like, oh, God, we went out last night. And you're like, just so infuriating. So, and she's still the same now. Like, it's still exactly the same. Did she sing the Queen of the Night in that show as well? Yeah, and sing Queen of the Night, oh. you know, and, then, and then doing that massive weather. Rocked, and everyone stands up and goes yeah. absolutely mental for it. And I'd be like, yeah, I've just broken my spine here, guys. Oh, <laughs> like, so literally, I take the mick out of her because there was literally a time when she came on stage and I was like, I can tell you've just had lasagna. So recent to you singing this massive song. <laughs> like, it's so present. I knew It's not like, a, a, like I know you've just eaten it. Yeah. How are you doing this when I'm eating four hours before yeah. to make sure they're yeah. completely clean? You know, like, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I figured it out. I went to a nutritionist. I, I, I asked the company for nutritionists mm. and, and they were very kind. They were very, really, really good to me. They, they were very good because the I don't think other people had really kind of <laughs> kicked up as much of a fuss as me. Yeah. And, and I was a bit of a kind of, I expected, because of my first show, I expected more. I thought that it was going to be like, you know, not like Cars Home and all that. I mean, I still think you should go Cars But, you know, like, it was, I thought it was going to be like, right, here's your trainer. He's going to, yeah. you know, this is so-and-so. She's going to, you know, like, it, I thought it was going to be much more like that. But instead it was like, right, know the lines? Off you go. Yeah. See you on Monday. <laughs> Off you face the front. Sorry? Yeah. yeah. Where the lights are, you look towards there. Yeah. <laughs> and then wing it. Lucky they told you that. Yeah. 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 I was yeah, there facing yeah, the back yeah. for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually met up in Oxford. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, because you were on, on tour then. We were both in Oxford at the same time. <clears throat> And uh, can't repeat a lot of that conversation. Before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so true because I think the thing you actually came to watch is Panto, but I did indeed. I was in, uh, and you know, a lot of that was such a difficult time mm. because we were performing through COVID, right? And the absolute madness that that was, like, uh, without going into like crazy detail, of course. Like, how on earth did you? manage that leading a company because that was your, your job on a massive show that had kids through that was desperately trying to continue through a pandemic like did you feel the weight of that responsibility or was that something how did that go it was really difficult and it was really difficult at that time and actually after we met up I think I got COVID about two days later because I? I was off then for the you whole did, of yeah. and I was at the I was time, like oh my god I was with him yeah, at that time <laughs> I remember being like kicking up a fuss about it about the fact we were like you know it was Every, all the way I've been dealt with and I do feel a little bit now that I've finished it and I look back I feel like you know we were all kind of making it up as we were going you know, yeah. and, and actually at the time I went in a little bit on people that weren't 
I didn't feel that things were in place and all of that. And there was definitely some clashes. And, and I'm quite outspoken in that way when I think something's not being dealt with or isn't being... Uh, it isn't... The way you think it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my big pet hate is when people are like, well, the show must go on. And I'm like, the show must go on is a really lovely way of looking at, at, at performing. But if it's coming from the producer side yeah. and that's actually much more like the show must go on it's a different <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of you know like um, and not that they were doing that at all like because um, I wouldn't mind them employing me again um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it was it was difficult it was a difficult kind of thing to juggle because you're juggling wanting to make it feel like it's a nice place to be but actually sometimes it was really not a nice place to be because yeah. you know, everyone's forced to wear masks and 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 you know, you've got all the people, like, everyone in the wings having to wear masks. So then all the kind of... I remember seeing the face of one of the crew that we'd done rehearsals with and we'd done everything with for the first time and being like, did not expect you to look like that. And it yeah, was yeah. a couple of months in because you're not socialising and you're not, you know, going out and doing whatever like you normally would. And, and so that was really weird and it was really kind of a, a strange... <sighs> balance between trying to keep everyone uplifted but also acknowledging the fact that it is really naff and like I said like Becky Locke was fantastic because she's very good at um she to be honest because of the amount of time that me I was on stage and Alex who is alternate were on stage we didn't really you don't get that much time to be kind of morale cheerleaders so Becky was very good at being the t- I think of being the kind of leader of the of the cast in a way of being like if something's wrong she will say it she will be like you know but at the same time, you know, get does her job, super pro, unbelievably mm. funny, unbelievably talented. So it yeah. was like she set in a really good example. But it was actually Matt Rowland and Nadia who were Patty and um, and Ned, and they were. I think they were just. It didn't get kind of celebrated enough, but they just took it on the mantle of being like entertaining everyone and being really good. And I mean, I mean, their track is like fifteen minutes in total or whatever. But you know, being in the wings, keeping morale up, kind of making it feel like we were doing something that was actually really useful for the country you know yeah. the country it sounds really cheesy but you know for people coming to watch it and all that and being a part of it and they were and they were, so they were really really good like and they they really did definitely make a difference and because it could be and i think people did have tours at that time that were just awful like a yeah. really well, we've had Matt Rowland on here. We did indeed. Oh, about, yeah. But he's like, he's wonderful. Twenty episodes or so by the time this comes out. Ish. Yeah, he's the man. Like he's he's just so funny, so funny, and so positive, and just such a good. He's such a champion of people, and he's also one of those that we were talking about earlier. You know, like where. He, uh, he, you never ever felt like you were looking into t- like dead eyes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And 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 also, he's a really good reader of people and a really good, re- just a good actor at being like, if your energy's low, he you can see him being like, have some of my energy. Yeah, yeah. And and really, it's a much more of a like him and Becky, and they're just you know amazing, and you can see why they work so why they work so much, why they will continue to work so much, and why. Yeah. If you, this is what you know. We talk to all these kids all the time, and you do and like Q and As with all these kids, and you do you know. And they, people would say, like, what would you, what's your advice? It's just like, be like these guys. Mm. Like, be people that, if I was to write a show and to put a show on or a TV thing or a film, whatever, who would I want to be spending my days with? Like, I want to spend my days with the people who are giving it their all. Yeah. And are also... Nice to be funny, around. Nice to be around. And just nice people. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and also happen to be outrageously talented. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are both yeah. fantastic. Because yeah. oh, okay, yeah. we met during... Uh, Bobby and I met during Joseph in the pandemic and, and obviously oh, we had yeah, that experience course, so yeah. you know you're going and as you said everyone was trying to do their best completely get it and in hindsight it's super easy to see but where they're trying to 
trying to go, is this the best that yeah. it can be done? And everybody's got that question in every department and no one really knows. And also, you know, we haven't seen people's faces. We sat on a, sat in the same dressing room with a screen between us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, just, like, when you look back, it's absolutely mental. And then on stage, we've got our arms wrapped around each other, like drinking each other's sweat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, okay, this is pointless. But yeah, you're right. We were, everyone was making it up. We were making it up. Yeah. The p- people above us were making it up. It was just a, Government was it was making just it up. a wild ride. <laughs> exactly. It was a wild ride the whole way. Is. And like also, like if you think, you know, at the time that we were all like opening up the, the whole world, like uh, the, all the really serious things, we were also trying to open musicals where, like you say, we were yeah. like, it was like, how are we going to work around the spit take where you spit water yeah. from your mouth into the face of someone or like is it it is COVID passed through sweat because you're rubbing the sweat yeah. out yeah. and out the kid's face and being like I think that'll be alright yeah. or just yeah. we'll pretend that's alright because it's funny <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. Yeah. is it funny enough yeah. to get away with yeah, that'd be, yeah, 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 yeah we'll yeah. do it in the panto we opened right they were like uh, and this is where the prince and princess kiss right which I'm like I get but also it was Robin Hood so they don't need to do that and also COVID yeah. so yeah, yeah. if we could like maybe do it without it they're like no nah, we're going to keep it I was like okay Fine. And then uh, when we had this like crazy COVID outbreak there where like 17 people in the cast and crew got COVID, it was like, can we cut the kiss now? And they were like, yeah, yeah probably best. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. come on, why was it there in the first place? Like, oh, when they were like, guys, have you been taking every measure you possibly can to not get, because it seems like a lot of you have got COVID. And you're like, well, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of us are getting off on stage because you've told us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not a lot of us have told us. I improvise. It's a, it's a weird panto. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have done it that day. Yeah, <laughs> just took everyone out. It was worth a warning. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Well, uh, I suppose we should do get in the pit. I think we should. Now, is there anything about fitness, wellness, anything at all, really, that you would like to see get in the bin? Y- yes. I. It is, it is to do with fitness and wellness, which I have a quite an unusual relationship with, really, because I am, like, obsessed with it and I'm fascinated by it and almost find it, like, the most attractive thing, yet uh, in, a, in a man, to be honest. You know, like, it's something that I'm, like, always very, like, oh, my God, those, look at his arms, are unbelievable. You know, or, like, to Laura, I'll be like, he is so... But, yeah, do not have it in me to really want to... I do want to look like that, I use the excuse that it's not my casting, but actually, it's not. It's never been there. Like I really enjoy, you know, sport and enjoy mm. PE at school. I used to be very sporty and used to enjoy PE and you know and be like, love the competition of of rugby or love whatever you know and like play cricket or whatever and like love like cross country running and the bleep test where it's like competitive and all that. But then have no then no desire to kind of. No, not no desire, because I do have a full desire. But just no, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's so strange. And then I really love the feeling of being strong. I go to the gym. I've got a plan. Like, I love, like, doing weights. I used to like doing cardio, thinking that was the thing that you had to do and all that, you know, which you've said on other podcasts. Mm. And, like, Sam does my plan for me. And, and, I, but, and now I found all of this. But then still seem to not be able to get past that, the barrier of wanting to get um, looking like you guys. Because I do... I, I I lost loads of weight. This is a massive tangent. But I went. I lost loads of weight once, um, and I did. Re- and I and I was like, I became vegan at the time where like no one was vegan, and it was because at the time it was just I thought it was a really good way of being able to like monitor what I ate and all of this and blah blah blah. And it probably wasn't there. I lost loads and loads of weight, and I became really really thin, um, and I felt fantastic. And then just just didn't get auditions for anything I wanted to get auditions for. And I was like, actually, maybe this isn't the life that I'm, you know, meant to lead. That was a great excuse to just. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. 
so I, I, I like love all of the and the fact you're doing a podcast about this is actually brilliant and blah 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 and the ones that I listen to it's so nice and positive to like hearing Kate Burns things and all of that however my thing about the this is I, you may cut all of that that was <laughs> literally nothing to do with what I'm about to say <laughs> uh, other than I wanted to say that that it's very good what you're doing um, <clears throat> the thing I hate about it is I think right when you're driving in any anywhere in the country 30 mile an hour is 30 mile an hour when you're 60 mile an hour is 60 mile an hour why is it that when I put on an extra large shirt in one shop it doesn't do up and then the next shop it's baggy because I think for mental health purposes that is I think it should be a standard I think it's absolutely insane that you can be have a measurement that that you buy your clothes with or you buy your you you value your condition in mm-hmm that then varies from shop to Mm. shop and I think that that's really annoying for everyone but it's really annoying when you're at the top end of a spectrum which means that there's plenty of shops that I can't shop in I literally cannot buy anything from Zara there's nothing in Zara that fits me I can put on an XXL in Zara and it won't fit me and I'm not a massive guy like I'm not it's not like you know fair enough if you're like okay I'm six foot six I need to get things made for me or whatever you know like I just happen to like that, it blows my mind, and it's really. Luckily for me, it's not something that, uh, you know, it doesn't. I don't judge my worth on it or whatever. Mm. But I'm sure there are people that do. You know, that if you go and you're, and you're like, I can't, I can't fit into one or the other. I remember when I lost all this weight. This is why I was saying it. You know, I like was buying stuff from like All Saints, and I'd be like an XXL, and then I remember getting down to like a medium, and being like. Going back to my friends, we're like, guys, I'm wearing a medium. But then, like, one of my friends was like, but doesn't that make you realise, like, you haven't changed that much. You've just lost some weight. The the spectrum that they have between medium and XXL is cannot be enough, you know? So my theory, my thinking should be, my thinking is that it's the same with shoes, that you should have, like, a small and a medium, and there should be a fair amount of difference between the two. And if you happen to fall in between, get a small point five, right? And, that's, <laughs> and if they haven't got it in the shop, maybe you can just order it. You know, you know what it is. Yeah. And then you've yeah, all yeah. got this thing because I think it must be awful if it's something that you really aspire to, and you, you know, or you're really conscious of your. You know, I know that like particularly with like trouser sizes, people get obsessed and they all with dress sizes that there are, you know, I'm a, I'm a six, whatever, I don't know what they are, but you know, like I'm this. And then you go into one shop and then you can't fit into that. But in another shop you can. So therefore you're like, oh, I'll judge my worth on that shop mm. because, because I can fit into that one. Yeah. Like it just, I think it's unbelievable. I can't believe it's allowed. Maybe it's changed. I don't know. Or it will change. But it just, no, it's definitely it's, not changed. Like the, the argument for it is that each one is based on the standards for the culture that the shop is based in. Right, so, okay. So so let's say a shop is uh, based in, it, you know, that those clothes are designed for people in Japan. Yeah. The likelihood is that that XXL is going to be very, very small. Whereas if it's an American XXL, it's going to be very large. Obviously, Zara's in and Spain. I, I get that. And I also get that some clothes, and I do get this because, you know, like some clothes don't look as good when they're big or whatever. And, you know, I, or another one is the way it annoys me that when you buy like jeans that fit me, they're like that much too long. And I'm always yeah. like, just because I'm, you know, that people don't just get bigger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> In every way. They've scaled it up. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> they've gone like a small, a medium. Uh, um, so that really, that really annoys me. And I do get it and I get it totally. But also going back to my car analogy, like, Surely, if there's like a speed limit in one country with one car, you you, you then still abide. To, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like if you're selling it in the UK, like you just surely you just realise that, or in America, you know, the people are just it needs to fit those yeah. things. Yeah, or it doesn't even need to. Just 
it's just, it's, I just think, like, there's nothing worse than going, like, it's an extra, extra large that doesn't fit me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what am I then? Yeah. I'm like, also, what's, like, the guy that is way bigger than me yeah. and must be thinking, like, God, I wish I was that guy because mm. he can fit into an well, XXL. I've never thought right? about this before. I used to, you never used to like the numbers system, but actually hearing this, I think the numbers is better because I think, yeah, I agree I think hearing, like, XXL or XXL, you know what those letters are for, and if you're then going, oh, well, I need a 5XL, that can be slightly demoralizing, which especially if you're in, like, Ralph Lauren or an American shop, they have those sizes. Whereas if it was just a number... Then that's just an arbitrary measurement. Yeah, that yeah. Feels almost, almost. If you make and if you make smaller like increments, yeah. then it's going to be even less. Like, yeah. you're, you're you're not going to necessarily focus on the fact that it's this the word extra, yeah, extra, extra, extra. extra, extra. You're like, wow, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot yeah. of extras. Yeah. It, it just it really feels like you've just <laughs> yeah. gone in for like the four sizes, and yeah. you're just going to keep adding extra. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of yeah. like, like, is there not a word acceptable. that's bigger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not extra, extra, extra. It's because they get offensive. Then you feel like maybe don't use the words. Like just because people, yeah, just use numbers. If there's nine sizes, why do you have different <laughs> words for the bottom three? And then just extra on the top six? Yeah, completely, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it seems so <laughs> I'm not so cool weird. about that. So and, and then extra, extra small and all that stuff. That's insane. Yeah. That's madness. Right. that the whole world fits a four, yeah, which I suppose a lot of people do. And, 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 and also you find then that, like, when you're doing it, on, like, you know, we have to fill in a form, like, your measurements mm. or whatever, and you'll be like, and, I, and I'll find that, that I'm always putting, like, brackets in, you know, like, what's your trouser size? And I'll be like, uh, or what T-shirt size? And be like, well, um, XL, brackets. Sometimes extra, extra large, because uh, depending on their store, like, what yeah, yeah. Yeah. like, what's your, uh, your, no, your waist size? And then you'll be like, 40, so 38 from Levi, but then yeah. there's an occasional 42, for, you know, and all of... I'm like, it's like with shoes, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, you're like, yeah. this in normal shoes, but this in yeah, trainers. I'm like, 9.5, <laughs> like an <laughs> Well, that's in the bin. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I'm fully on board yeah. with that being in the bin. quite passionate. Yeah, yeah. As you no, I, I feel that passion. Yeah. feel that rage. One of the things you mentioned earlier on, like, when you get asked on podcasts, and we're absolutely going to do it, which is like, mm. if you had some advice for somebody that was maybe entering their industry or, or wanted to get into that industry, what advice would you give them? Uh, I mean, I think I think the be nice thing is is massive. I really do believe it. I say that I've been out of work for a while, so it's maybe I'm not. When I look back on, on parts of contracts that I've, you know, and I think you do occasionally, you look back on, you look on back on jobs and stuff. The only times I really kind of regret or have any regret or anything is when I've been, a, it's gone to my head, or or I've been a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a dick to someone, mm. like. They're the only times. I never ever think about the times where I failed because my voice is gone or what, you know, which at the time feels so mammoth, but it'll be the time that I've kind of maybe belittled someone accidentally or, you know what I mean? And so I think just being nice is just, is massive because at the end of the day, especially in theatre, you'll spend so much time with these people. Mm, yeah. you know, we had a fantastic dressing room when I first joined school. I was like me and my brother in there and like, um, and and then we got this, this dressing room, it was just amazing. And, and, and I think it's quite rare to have that kind of everyone in there just got on super, super well. And it was just because we all just bought into each other's foibles, you know, and, mm. and it was so it was great crack. And so I, I would always recommend that. I would suggest that. I would also say, I think I always say to kids is just, <laughs> you have to really carry on with it, not just say the thing. It's just try everything. Um, but I mean, <laughs> like, it's like, it's just just try, you know, have a go on. Like, it's like if someone's got a piano, have a go on mm. the piano. If you, someone's got a, like, just, just really kind of, uh, you know, see what your thing is because it's amazing how those little things are the things that get you in the room or get you started in your career you know like how often you hear about people who are like oh yeah I was I was like 
Sword Fighter number four or whatever, and then yeah. now it's like a massive movie yeah. star. And it's just because it's that initial thing that gets you in. So I'm, yeah. that's another one. And I just think it just you've just got to be so. It just never ever works out the way you think it's going to be. Doesn't no. it? So it's just not. You've just got to just think. Do I want to? on a roller coaster if I do I'll just give it a go yeah. <laughs> uh, now usually I would say did you manage to successfully lie but I think uh, I <laughs> will guess anyway so don't don't give anything away you're doing a great job of not giving anything away but as soon as I cut about half the amount of time you had the opportunity to do that so uh, if we guess whether Jake has lied <laughs> yeah. and if so what we think it is and at home we'd love you to do the same thing uh, Bobby you can go first oh good thank you I don't think he's lied cool uh, I agree with you but for the purposes of this we're always I'm always going to choose something else so uh, and I can't think of anything no. on the spot Right now, so damn, that would mean not putting in a guess at oh, all. That's a road that's, move. That can't be done. People uh, are going to be up in arms about this. I know. I can actually feel them. I can hear them outside, guys. Yeah, the, on the streets. Yes. The, oh, there. They got. They got pickets. Yeah, uh, oh God! It's all getting new lame is. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I can't think of one. Worry, it's a podcast. We, I we can't think around all day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just cut this bit. We'll cut it. Um, yeah, I don't know, which means I have to give a pass. It's going to decline. So tell us, did you manage to successfully lie? I did lie. Oh my god, it, I did lie. And in that case, what was it? Right at the very beginning, when I said that my mom and dad loved each other. No. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I threw it in. It was a terrible lie because I realised I hadn't lied. Yeah. When I said that I loved all things PE at school. Because I didn't. Because I absolutely hated cross country. <laughs> and I only threw it in, and it was a really rubbish lie. Sneaky. Because at the same time, I just as I was saying it, I thought I haven't lied yet, so I threw that in. And I hated them with such a passion that I think it was my favourite thing at school was how much I hated <laughs> and how I could do anything possible to not do them yeah, yeah. To the point that comes where, up a lot yeah cross country was the worst it yeah. really was the we worst we used to have to run past this we was down this field called the cabbage patch and like I, I mean Great I man. think I think I even sorry mum and dad I think I even tried a cigarette that was the only time that I was because I was so disgusted by country, <laughs> country dancing I was going to say that was another one that was like, hey. running. yeah and the bleep test in the bleep test I had a friend called Ryan Holmes who used to just fall over on purpose and he'd trip up everyone around and he would do it as a he would take off the team every single bleep test and it was brilliant you get to about level three and then he'd just trip take us all out and then we'd be like ah oh, you got grazed and everything on you nice. like off the burn yeah like, oh was, no I can't carry on uh, yeah. and, then, uh, and then the teacher would be like Ryan it's you every time yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was a really bad lie sorry I'd, I'd got a bunch of plans no it works oh, well it played well played I think it's time for a game of this or that we're in let's do it so Stefan is going to present you with two options we're going to have one minute on the clock you've got a lightning round Pick which one you want. Right. Okay, ready? Okay. One minute on the clock. Three, two, one. Let's go. Eggs or bacon? Vegan. White bread or brown bread? <laughs> brown. Uh, the US office or friends? Office. Cardio or resistance training? Resistance. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Singing or acting? Acting. Doctor's part number one or doctor's part number two? <laughs> two. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family guy or Love Island? Family guy. Domino's pizza or Papa John's? Domino's. Sport or dance? 
Sport. Alcohol or chocolate? Alcohol. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Ned Schneebly or Rosalie Mullins? Rosalie Mullins. Game of Thrones or Glee? <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. Book or Kindle? A book. Clean shaven or beard? Beard. Personal chef or personal stylist? Chef. Guitar or piano? Guitar. Sexy body, sexy mind? Mind. Shower or bath? Shower. Archery or cricket? <laughs> cricket. Dogs or babies? Dogs. Snakes or badgers? Badgers. Theme park or water park? Theme park. Running or walking? Walking. Tea or coffee? Tea. Bobby or Stefan? Dogs. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> That's we've, a great answer. We've never heard dogs. dogs. Bobby or Stefan? Dogs. Dogs. Both of them. They're both dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I nearly said it when you said badgers. I was going, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mum and dad might get a dog, that's why. Like, <laughs> Snakes are badgers. Dogs. 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 I actually knew you were a vegan as well. I, so <laughs> I said before we came That was like a fitness warm. That was rapid. That was 46 seconds. That's, I think that's, that's our record. That's the record. I think 49 was it before. That was incredible. I am on a different planet. I've gone into a different yeah, you, are, you, you were on a, just a different plane, like just. Oh my, my heart is going. That is, that is shows that I need to. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fitness test in itself. It's our first half yeah. of Jack yeah, recording. Stretch out. Yeah. Speaking of which, I get palpitations when I see you because of lockdown. I tried to do yours, Bobby's Bakery. Oh my fucking god! I'm so cross at how unfit I was. <laughs> Laura always brings it up that I get so cross when thinking people are better than me, and I got so. Cross. I was like, no one can do this. It's so hard. And I was like, I've just done it. Yeah. <laughs> this is impossible. Like, she's next to you, like, she's like, everyone's done it. Everyone's doing it. That's why people are doing it because everyone can do it. And yeah. I was like, nah, it's not. It is literally impossible. <laughs> no one can do this. us. Yeah. And you'd be like, I did oh, it. And then you'd be like, right, it's a warm up. And I'd be like, right. Laura's <laughs> 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 like, you yeah. that Instagram. Like, he's doing it in the video. No, he's not. It's a lie. No one can do this. It must be a machine. It was amazing. Amazing, by the way, yeah, you did oh, so thank you, people. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. it lives again. It does live again. But still, uh, it's the government should pay money out for those things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They thank should pay you. me for the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Thank you so so much for joining us, Jake. Oh, thank yeah, you man, for it's been me. awesome. Yeah, thank it's you. been it's been absolutely lovely. It has. It's been it's been a joy actually. Had our first time in a new studio. Yes. And, uh, like thank you that. at home or wherever you might be for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, click those like and subscribe buttons. Please do that. And find us on Instagram at fit two underscore or talk as always if you've got any questions you want answered slip side into those DMs I'll be in there rocking around I don't know what I was going for <laughs> I'll play I'll, don't just don't just do an archery pose at me <laughs> I'll do some archery do some archery I was going for a rock thing and it I didn't know, quite pan out I was doing archery I was just firing <laughs> arrows at rocks <laughs> in the street at the window open and I was just arching out the window is that um, a thing arching um, archery I don't, I don't think so it is called arching in the business they, <laughs> as they look down the barrel the <laughs> thanks again for listening if you like what you've heard we've been fit to talk with our guest Jake Sharp and me Stefan and me Bobby and if you didn't like it we've been Joe Wicks peace out <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.